Off the Pitch with Bridget Masinga. Fridays, 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. We are getting into our conversation now. Um, yeah, by the way, I just realized that a lot of us are under load shedding at the moment because it's it's a real thing. It seems to be back with us again. Even when I left my house, I had no lights. So I hope uh, wherever you are, you got lights and you're able to uh, tune in and engage us in our conversation as we talk all things whiskey. And I'm sure if you are a bit of a enjoyer of the beverage, having no lights and having access to a whiskey is probably a good thing, right? Andy Watts, he's uh, the SA Whiskey Master Distiller, has got an interesting story because he actually didn't start off as a whiskey guy. No, in in fact, he used to play professional cricket and then he got into the world of whiskey. Good evening, Andy. Hello. Hi, how are you? No, I'm good, Bridget. Thank you. Oh, great, great stuff. Do you have the lights back on? No, we don't actually. <laughs> and it, it took my network down on my phone, so that's unfortunately why I have to now really go some time a, a phone on another network. No, we are used to that, unfortunately, in, in this uh, country under the circumstances of load shedding. Um, but we're glad to have you on the line with us this evening to enlighten us a little bit about the world of whiskey. I would presume that when you've got no lights and it's a, you know it's been a rainy, cold couple of days, that sitting back with a nice fireplace and a glass of whiskey is probably the best thing in the world. Andy, do you think that the lights took Andy again? We can never be sure. Uh, that's the tricky part about load shedding is that uh, your network is touch and go, touch and go. And so many of us are now dependent on, uh, you know, mobile phones. Nobody has a landline at home anymore. If someone has a landline at home, you actually get shocked, get taken by surprise. Um, so whilst we try to get Andy back on the line, I'm hoping that we can get him back on the line. Because like I said, uh, he's had an interesting journey. He started off as a professional cricket player and then uh, came back to South Africa to uh, embark on a journey of making sure that South Africa takes its place in the global arena and produces internationally recognized award-winning whiskies. I think we've got Andy back on the line. Yeah, I'm back. Awesome. Uh, so I was just saying that I would figure that having no electricity and uh, it having been a, a cold couple of days, that it's the best time to enjoy a whiskey. Well, I, th- I think, you know, whiskey's very subjective. And if you were down in Cape Town now, where it's about 36 degrees here in Wellington, then, you know, maybe a long glass, lots of ice, <laughs> uh, your favorite whiskey in a mixer. I mean, it really is that versatile. There's, yeah. you know, the, myth- the myths around enjoying it just with a block of ice or a dash of water. I mean, that is really a myth. Whiskey can be enjoyed in numerous ways. I'm glad you said it, Andy, as the whiskey master distiller, because I was baiting you to say it. I once had a conversation with one of your uh, counterparts from Ireland, and he said the same thing. In fact, he used far more flowery language to basically say, how absurd would it be to have a hot whiskey when you live in an extremely hot country on a hot continent? (laughs) Hey, okay. <laughs> so yeah, there is there is no right or wrong way. Just just uh, the way you enjoy it responsibly. That's the way to drink. Oh, awesome stuff. So when you started off, you were a cricket player, not really in the world of whiskey. This was not your your focus, really. Uh, you came to South Africa to play professional cricket in 1982, if I'm correct. Uh, and then you, you you stuck around for a little bit, and and went home, and then came back and decided. What whiskey was the way to go? 
No, well, I did three three years of uh, six months in South Africa, six months in England playing cricket, mm-hmm. and then I, I landed a position with a company called Stellenbosch Farmers Winery, mm. uh, who are now Distel, and it was just a, a chance evening at the Bry when uh, people from Scotland, the company they were doing business with, uh, buying bulk whiskey, just suggested, but why don't I come back to Scotland and learn how to make whiskey? I got no, it was nowhere in my career path at all until that time. <laughs> And for the next four years, I spent time in South Africa and Scotland. Uh, 1989, I came back to South Africa full-time because the business in Scotland was sold to a Japanese company. Yeah. And, yeah, the rest is, like they say, history. 37 years later, and I'm, I'm still trying to make a go of it. Wow, 37 years. That's a lifetime dedicated to, uh, to whiskey. <laughs> so, when I mean, I know nothing about, you know, the world of distilling, but in my mind, I... I'm I'm kind of thinking in order to to be pronounced as a master distiller, 37 years of a journey. Um, there's been a lot of education, a lot of learning, a lot of unlearning. Uh, how does it all begin? If someone is sitting back going, "I want to be a distiller," where do we start? Oh well, I think in in South Africa we've got quite a few small little craft distillers starting up. So I think that's you know that's the right way. Uh, mm. You know, small. Uh, if you look at, at, at our setup, we are actually the, the only commercial whiskey distillery on the continent of Africa. That's the whole 54 countries. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, South Africa, a warm climate country, and Africa, a warm climate country, is not, not really the place people would expect you to be making whiskey. Yes. Uh, you know, there are challenges, but we've overcome those challenges over the years, and, and you know, we've mastered the process to, to embrace the climate rather than try to fight it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to start, start slow. I mean, whiskey is a fantastic product. It's a totally natural product. It's water, it's grain, it's yeast. Uh-huh. Uh, the restricting factor is that it must, once you've distilled the spirit, it must be aged for a minimum of three years in a wooden cask before it can be called whiskey. And that's why the gin, craft gin, uh, took off so well, is because you can actually distill gin uh, today and you can bottle and sell it tomorrow. So mm. you've got to almost an instant cash flow with whiskey it's, it's a little bit different aha uh-huh. that explains quite a lot um and now i'm wondering you say it's water it's yeast it's grain so and and you said weather is a very important element in in distilling whiskey uh, would would then i be correct in assuming that um firstly the conditions have got to be conducive to grow uh, grains that that are you, you know above par um or, or, or is it a hot thing, a cold thing? How does all of that work? Oh, it's actually more to do with the process. The, the grains are pretty robust. And I mean, in South Africa, we've got a plentiful supply of, uh, of maize, and maize are our ingredient for our, you know, Baines Cape Mountain whiskey, our grain mm. whiskey. Uh, the barley, we actually import our barley because it's a, a special type of barley. It's okay. not the barley you would use for beer. Okay. And, and that we use in our three ships range of whiskies. Uh, but the challenge has actually come in the process itself because yeast is a living organism. So during the fermentation process, mm. yeast likes to operate in a specific temperature zone, just yes. like ourselves. If we get too hot, then we, we're ill, and if we get too cold, we, we don't function too well. Yes. So, you know, yeast likes this comfort zone. And in the beginning, we didn't really understand that until we started working very closely with with yeast suppliers, and now we've got yeasts which can handle our high temperatures, but we also have added temperature cooling on our fermentation tanks to maintain 
the temperature. I, I, I learned very early in my career that you cannot distill a good spirit from a bad fermentation. Uh-huh. So that's where, that's where it all starts. If, you, if you've got a poor fermentation, you're not going to make it right in the rest of the process. I got you. I got you. Uh, we are t- talking to Andy Watts right now. He's the SA Whiskey Master Distiller. 37 years of uh, distilling your favorite uh, dark liquor. And he's got a few accolades under his belt. 2016-2018, uh, he was uh, named the World Master Distiller, Master Blender by the Whiskey Magazine's Icon of Whiskey Awards. And as recent as last year, he was uh, the Global Icon World Whiskey Ambassador, uh, a lifetime dedicated to making sure that South African whiskies are ranked right there top notch alongside those of Scotland, uh, of course, the US and the UK. And then I've got to ask, Andy, because you are the right person in the know. Where do South African whiskies fare? Like, because I know that there's obviously commercially driven success and recognition, uh, but in terms of the prestige and the taste and the things that matter when when people like yourself say this is a great whiskey where do south african whiskies fare yeah well our whiskies actually are right up there just like you said um i mean the three ships five-year-old premium select was the world's best blended whiskey in 2012 baines in its very short uh, lifetime only launched in 2009 mm. has twice been the world's best grain whiskey uh, so in international competitions, we fare really, really well. Mm. I find now, and it's quite interesting, I find our, our, our biggest challenge is actually to change perceptions within South Africa. Uh-huh. We, are, we are a country which enjoys whiskey. We drink quite a lot of whiskey in this country. Mm. And across all age groups, demographics, and both sexes, it's enjoyed by everybody. But we tend to, a lot of the time, drink with our eyes. Mm. Uh, you know, we look at the labels and we assume then that, you know, the big brands, the big budgets are the, are the best uh, whiskies. Yes. And actually, actually, whiskey is, it's an incredible journey. There is not one whiskey which suits every occasion. Mm. And if you're only drinking one whiskey, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Whiskey can be a lifelong journey. And each day, each meal you're drinking with, each people you're with, the weather, the climate, everything plays a role in how you feel, your emotion. And all that can make you enjoy a different whiskey on a different day. Mm. So blind tastings are doing incredibly well. And part of the fun of my job is, is now to try and do as many tastings as possible, which has been you know, virtually impossible in this last year, yes. but to do as many tastings as possible. Because if people taste the whiskeys, then they can understand why there are differences. We're not supposed to taste like that whiskey, or that whiskey is not yes. supposed to taste like ours. And that's the fun of whiskey. Ten people around the table, ten different whiskies, and you will not get the same whiskey enjoyed by everybody. From what you were telling me, it's very much like, you know, like being in, in the wine business and tasting wine. It's, it's all subjective to the individual palate, to what you are consuming and pairing it with, to the weather, to the vintage. Everything comes into play. So it, no one barrel is the same as the next or the next brand is the same as the next. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Beautiful stuff. Uh, then, of course, you are being honored. Uh, there is a ceremony that is taking place. You are being inducted into the Hall of Fame on the 25th of March. This is exciting. Uh, <laughs> apart from 37 years, how does one even get singled out to be placed in the Hall of Fame as a, dis- a master distiller? Yeah, this, Bridget, this came out of left field. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. Um, 
you know, it is a, it, it's a still a little bit surreal. Yeah. Uh, it was announced yesterday. Um, but, you know, to, for your work to be recognized, for your work to be seen by your peers in the industry, uh, and these aren't South African peers, these are peers in the global whiskey industry, mm. uh, to be recognized and to be, you know, for you to even be considered worthy of being in this hall of fame. I mean, I am the, I'm the 70th, I'm going to be the 70th inductee uh, on the 25th of March since 2004. Wow. So it's, it's not an award which is, is, is liberally handed out. Mm. Uh, it is to recognize basically a lifelong of, of commitment to, you know, to a wonderful industry, which is, you know, which is the whiskey industry. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally, totally blown away by it. I'm incredibly humbled. Uh, but to be perfectly honest, I cannot wait to, you know, to, to enjoy the moment. It's, uh, it is the pinnacle of my career. I'm, I'm not going to hide behind it. It's, uh, it doesn't get any, any higher or any better than this. Oh, man, I can imagine. I think, Andy, you're right. Only, well, actually, even I'm right. We can only but imagine for some of us because I'm pretty sure there there is a, a young kid coming out there or the next generation that's listening and thinking, I want to be a master distiller. And, oh, wow, is me. Imagine being honored by the entire world uh, for your contribution to the world of whiskey and being inducted into the uh, Whiskey Magazine's Hall of Fame. I can't even fathom what that must be like. <laughs> yeah, it is. As I say, it's pretty surreal at the moment. But you know, that one of the one of the great things about it is, is it does mean that South Africa is now being noticed. So, yeah. you know, if any craft distillers are out there and they want to start, you know, trying their hand at, at making whiskey, I mean, we will support them. They they must just get in touch with me, and we will help where we can. Um, you know, it's it's no secret you can learn how to make whiskey from the internet these days. But mm. you know, it's the fact is now that South African whiskey is recognized uh, by the global community and, you know, there's no better time. It's, it's, we need more South African whiskey producers to build our category, to, to stop it being a, you know, a one-man show or a one-horse show like, like it is currently. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and you say, Andy, that you can learn, you know, the skills of, of, of crafting a whiskey via online, but there's something to be said about being with an Andy in a room who's uh, had 37 years to learn particular tricks and, and secrets and, and mixtures and little flares that just bring it all together. You know, that kind of experience, it can't be taught via a YouTube channel. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, maybe I was being a little bit literal, but <laughs> but you know the process of how it's done is yeah. But yeah, but you're right. I mean, I uh, I was fortunate in, in one sense when I started my career with uh, with Thomas Farmer's Winery Distel, in that you know I, I really was the one-eyed man in the land of the blind. Mm. I made so many mistakes. If anybody had knew known anything about making whiskey, I promise you, I would have been fired a dozen times in the first two years. <laughs> uh, but the fact you learn from that mistake and you don't make it again, uh, you know, and each time you, you, you know, you kind of then think, okay, because back then it, it wasn't even easy to phone somebody in the next town in South Africa, never mind to try and phone somebody in Scotland to ask them what they thought. Yeah. And, and in Scotland, you basically have got a distillery in every town. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one big global or one big community there of, of whiskey. Yeah. Uh, where, where here it's, it, it it was totally different, and you know now we've got a lot of uh, you know we've got big followings on on social media. We've got fantastic whiskey clubs in South Africa. 
private clubs, clubs which are open to, you know, open to to members joining, mm-hmm. and anybody who's interested. I, I mean, that's the that's the first way to get into it. Get like-minded people talking about whiskey, learning about whiskey, and yeah, seriously. I mean, if if anybody is that serious and they do want to chat with me, I've got absolutely no issues at all. I was fortunate when I went to Scotland; they shared everything with me. Mm. Uh, you know, something which possibly modern day industry doesn't do. Yes, uh, but you know, I. I don't know. I still say you can you can tell everybody anything. They must still go out there and do that themselves, and they must still learn it. Uh, so you know, to me, it's not about trade secrets. There isn't any trade secrets. It's about <laughs> the, it's about the love of whiskey and building our South African category. So true. Andy Watts is uh, the SA Whiskey Master Distiller, and he's being honoured on the 25th of March, being inducted as a Hall of Famer in the Whiskey Magazine's uh, Whiskey Hall of Fame. And before I let you go, Andy, I've got to find out, you know, when we talk brown liquor, you kind of, if you watch hip-hop videos and you're into, like, urban lifestyle, they make, like, brown liquor look so cool. And you see all these cool ladies with their glasses and, you know, like, hair slicked back, just looking like they're enjoying life. But are we seeing a lot of women getting interested in the world of whiskey? You know, I've, I've been fortunate to travel the world over the last five or six years. Uh, there is no country like South Africa. If if that myth of whiskey being a male, uh, masculine drink, which is only drunk by, you know, aging males who mm. play bowls or golf, South Africa smashes that myth out of this place. I reckon, seriously, our, our average age of our drinkers here of whiskey is between the, the main majority between 25 and 45 years old. Wow. And I would, I would estimate a split of 65% male to 35% female, which is absolutely fantastic because whiskey is anything but a masculine male drink. It's a drink to be enjoyed by everybody, and there are so many whiskeys out there. Whether you want to start with the Baines Cape Mountain whiskey, which is light and sweet and spicy, Mm. or whether you want to progress through to a three-ships, 10-year-old single malt, which is smoky and complex, there are whiskeys out there. So... No, females are a major, major and welcome part of our industry in South Africa. Beautiful stuff. Congratulations, Andy. Uh, enjoy your moment. Bask in it. You've absolutely earned it. 37 years in the distiller business uh, working with uh, Distel, who, by the way, are seeing positive financial results going into 2021. I think uh, proving that lockdown did not affect them very much. Uh, but you can learn more about that during our daytime shows. It is Off the Pitch with myself, Bridget Masinga. We come back and we look at an arts festival happening on WhatsApp.